The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hello. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And we're just having a beautiful rainy day today in LA. I'm really into it. I have to make a confession. This is a safe space. I slept till 1030 this morning. (laughs) I woke up and it was raining and I was just like, you know what? There's nowhere for me to go. I'm cozy. This rarely happens. You rarely get that window of LA time where it's like the sun isn't blazing into your eyes. So I just was like, fuck it. There's something about it being sunny all the time. I'm not complaining. I'm from Michigan. I understand the seasons as you're from New York. We understand how it can be hard. But I will say like the season changes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, but life. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) but whole other conversation opens up. There's something about it when it's sunny all the time that it's almost like when you're relaxing or you're taking time to sleep in, it's like counterintuitive. You feel bad. It's weird. And you've, it also Chilling feels without like, guilt. I literally feel like because it's always sunny in LA, even though I've lived here for 11 years, it kind of feels like one long year. Like I'm like, oh, nothing yeah. ever changes. It's so strange. It's wonderful. And obviously we love living here, but when those moments come in where it's like, it's just downpouring and it's cozy and it's cold, I'm just like, you know what? This is my opportunity to say thank you. And I shan't be taking calls this morning. And, you know, since I think I talked about how I spent like five hours looking for a hose from Amazon. Did we talk about that on the show? It was like an obsession. I'm not sure. I found it and then it broke. Okay. So my flowers that I've recently planted have not been thriving. And so they're just like living for this now rain. They're, you know, you can water your plants with water from inside your house, what? right? Yeah. Oh, no way. You can use a, what's it called? A watering can. A watering can. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. You guys missed I it, but I was doing those. a whole act out. But it was like <laughs> this hose breaking really yeah. hurt my heart. That's sad. But it's okay. You know, you take a chance on an Amazonian purchase. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> Maybe you can use our honey code. And- you know it. I, I did actually. To purchase oh, you did? It. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. It said you're getting the best deal. Anyway. You know what I'm so stoked about? This is a great Convo. We're traveling back in time to New York, to New York, and to the nineties. Yes, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I have known Janine Garofalo, who is our guest today, since twenty eleven. Actually, when I moved to New York for a brief two months to date someone, as one does. You know, when you're in your early twenties, you have freedom to do stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's before I had a dog, so there was nothing holding me back. And not that Carlos, you don't hold me back. I love you so much. So don't sorry. let him hear this. So sorry. <laughs> you're my you're my king and my prince, and you're my everything. <laughs> But it was so funny because I went there just like thinking I would stay and see what happens. And then we kind of decided like, okay, let's just see what happens for real. And then he ended up getting cast in a play where Janine was playing his mom. And that was like this weird universe sign for me where I was like, everything is aligning. Like she's my ultimate, like she's the reason why I started doing stand-up. Like I watched her and was like, oh, if that's what's possible, like this is a great art form. And then we became friends and she became a mentor and she's just such a fucking She's everything you would dream of and more. And the convo is wonderful. We get into talking about her inspirations in comedy, her experience in comedy, her experience in 
the amazing movie career she's had. I mean, if every single one of her movies isn't your favorite movie, what are you even doing with your life? You know, my favorite, which we get into with her. So yeah. I don't need no spoilers. No spoilers. And we talk about her experience with body image and some difficulties that she went through, mainly with Joan Rivers commenting. I mean, we really go deep. Yeah. So I'm so excited to be having this. And then after the convo, we have a big surprise for everybody. So I wish she was still here with I us know. right now. She'll be back. Yeah, she will. We'll, we'll be honest. She just started talking. So we just started rolling. Started rolling. Yeah. So um, we're just going to get into that and hope you guys love this conversation as much as we enjoyed having it. Yeah. Judine Garofalo, everyone. In the 90s, I guess I made some movies, maybe Reality Bites, that I think is at the time, and actually we did a, an anniversary recently at the Tribeca Film Festival, and I think it is wrong to say the voice of a generation for Helen Childress, a very wonderful person who wrote, and it was her story. Mm-hmm. So it's a slice of life for her peers right. in that time mm-hmm. in Houston. But to say it's the voice of a generation is not accurate because these were uh, white individuals who were middle class or notch below it, however you want to stratify that, who had a college education and the luxury of dicking around right. after college mm-hmm. with day jobs that weren't in keeping with what they wanted to, you know what I mean? That's, that is certainly a lot of people's story that I, that I know, but that's not a lot of people's story in the aggregate domestically and internationally. Sure. So it's unfair for Helen to have to bear the burden of that. She never claimed that it was that. Right. But when they kept doing it at the recent anniversary of they kept I guess saying I that. like 30 years or 25 years mm-hmm. um, to say especially now to say the voice of a generation now I know they were being con- saying that and she, she was not saying that about herself but to say that about a very rarefied segment of the population that perhaps went on to love Weezer and paid, <laughs> you know what I mean like and love Wes Anderson films you know yeah. that's yeah. It's I would a say, segment of the population. I would say sure. it was an accurate And sideways, snapshot. for that matter. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was an accurate snapshot of a time, and it captured uh, it for, so beautifully. certain people. Certain people, yes. Helen being one of them. But she didn't even try—she wasn't even trying to write a story. Now, it was imbued with that by the studio to make it— and then sometimes people were it to The Graduate, which is very unfair. That Mike Nichols film, now that's a seminal film. This was an enjoyable film. <laughs> <laughs> I think Helen did. She was like 24, 23 when she, she did wonderful. And she also then, her and Winona went on to do a great deal to try and help more young women have access to those kind of opportunities. Hold on. The voice that we're hearing right oh, now sorry. is that of the great comedian and actress, Janine Garofalo, you guys. Welcome. Let's do an in-the-studio clap. Yes. Thank you so oh, much thanks. for coming. We're Thank you for having me. Yeah, Thank it's you. a standing Thank ovation. You. Well, you oh, know, too. and even we're, we're sitting, but I feel that the, the intention... <laughs> <laughs> the intention to stand. Our is spirits really are standing. What matters? And that's, that's such what's a pretty important. picture of you two there that oh, the thank you. people listening can't see. But it's that's from a, five years ago. Yeah. It's a lovely picture. Thank you. We're I looking like forward it. to replacing it, actually. Yeah. Why? Uh, it's just like, you know, when you see a younger version of yourself and you're like, that's not really who I am anymore. Well, I don't look at pictures of me. And also, it, it pains me terribly to see younger versions. But what I have done now, because uh, you're forced sometimes to have headshots, I vacillate between two pictures. One is a picture of a baby wolf cub that was rescued in Central Park that I just found to be adorable. And the other is my dog sitting next to graffiti that just says fart. That's what and you submit so, for so, as such, Because it's such dumb graffiti. That is the dumb. It's almost like seeing a bum chick that says no fat chicks or, or a t-shirt that says who farted. I, that, that kind of ridiculousness makes me laugh very hard. And there's been a number of those spray painted throughout the city and also in Brooklyn. It just says fart. And so... Uh, 
I've been lucky enough to have my dog near two of those. And one is on a mailbox and one is on the sidewalk. So when asked for a picture, that's the only thing I will use because I have no interest in getting new headshots. I don't want to see any pictures of me and I don't think you need them. We talked about something off the air that I, it was, it's just such an interesting concept. The idea of being a, and I'm using air quotes, female comic and being in (laughs) air quotes, an air quoted female comic and why it's not just comic. Well, it's getting better. I mean, now that I think there's more and more people saying it's just comic. Mm -hmm. And females are as guilty of ghettoizing themselves in this manner by referring to themselves as female comic or putting together shows that are like five funny females or five hot lady. You know I mean? They're both pretty funny women is a thing. Pretty funny women. Yeah. They're they're actually sexualizing and ghettoizing themselves at the same time. Women with hot, big tits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've not heard that one, but that one is, that. that's actually funny. That's yeah. actually funny. Yeah. That's so wrong, it's right. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it is a silly trope. I don't know why it exists. It's certainly not as bad. And there are still some club owners that will do it and book that way. That's their problem. Why it's taking some people so long to come up to date. It was hack when Jerry Lewis said that thing a hundred years ago about women mm. not being... Funny. It was hacked to say it then. Most people aren't that funny. You know what I mean? Across the board, it's rare when you see extraordinary talent. That's so true. That's why it makes it extraordinary. Yeah. So most comics, myself included, are often mediocre at best, you know? And we have our good nights and our bad nights. And then there's some that are consistently inspiring. And that's a very rare thing. And it's of all genders and, and sexual orientations and what have you. Until it stops happening and until women stop doing it to themselves, it's going to exist in in the same way that we mentioned briefly, I think, before the show started about it, it's not empowering to over-sexualize yourself. And, and it, again, this is an, an old story, but there's always new performers that bring this out like it's empowering to be hypersexualized, both male and female. Now, unfortunately, since there's a double standard, it doesn't really stick in the same way when men do it. It doesn't have the same ramifications. It's as hack to me when Mm -hmm. men do it. But when females are hypersexual and their lyrics are uninventively sexual and stuff, it is not in any way empowering. And it's also in the same way like with high heels. If you can't walk comfortably in them, you needn't. You don't have to. You don't have to because it looks bad when people are walking uncomfortably, uncomfortably yeah. and, and it's bad for your legs and it's dangerous if you were being chased. And we're all. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and we're all. How tall are you? I'm five one. I'm five feet. I'm five three. So, uh, right. okay. and so we're all flat shoes are in the fine crew. with yeah, me. Sneaks. Now, if people <laughs> want to wear high heels. That is their prerogative. But uh, in the same way that people hypersexualize themselves or starve themselves or do any of these things, it's Inception, the movie Inception. Who planted the idea? It's not your idea. Mm. It came from elsewhere. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it, it's a, a seed planted to please the male gaze, G-A-Z-E. Gaze in the same way that. But I love to please the male gaze. I mean, also, I oh, that's different. Yeah. When, you, when you please the gaze, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's you know? high priority. But what do you find empowering? I'm wondering. I guess a person who pursued the life of the mind or a career with Doctors Without Borders or, <laughs> or of service. Now, I'm not. And I wish I was. That would be empowering to be a person that actually strives to not only work from the top of their intelligence. You do that. I, well, I, I do and I don't. I strive to preserve whatever neuroplasticity I have. And as I get older, that's tough. And the New York Times crossword puzzle, I still cannot do. <laughs> and I try. I try. Trying. And I try yeah. and I try and read a great deal and try and uh, stay involved and give to the charities that are important to me. And also, 
uh, that kind of thing. I could be doing a hell of a lot more. There's uh, in no way do I need, mean to paint myself as a person who is always of service. I am certainly not. In fact, I don't even like to go outside during the day. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I find it loud and it is. I don't like the sun, but there is, it's too bright. When, when it gets cold again, I'll be happier to go outside. I don't. But uh, my wish for like you sweating. is that you would give yourself more credit. And I have always said this to you because I don't think you really understand and you're not going to receive this, but please try. Well, I, I already feel I will not. Be. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with whatever you're about to say. Well, I'm saying it anyways. <laughs> I just feel like you don't understand what how influential your authenticity has been to so many artists. Amen. And in myself included. Well, that's very, I'm very happy to hear you say that. And if that's true, I thank you for it. I don't know. It is I, true. I, how how true that is. And I, I am surprised that is so for you. And I'm pleased. I don't consider myself an artist. What and do you a, consider yourself? A comic who gets to act sometimes. But that's in the arts. Uh, I stri- I, who's, I guess. You, a thespian. I guess uh, sometimes thespian. <laughs> a person that often people think is a lesbian and Jewish. <laughs> I know that that's not connected, but it reminds me. Two compliments. Me, which I take as a compliment. I'm neither, but I, I will, I'm an asexual atheist, but I will take the Jewish and gay label because it makes me seem more interesting. Um, I'll take it. But and I, prominent in Hollywood. But I, I am a person who has pursued acting and gotten lucky sometimes and unlucky others. I'm a person who has been lucky enough to keep doing stand-up since 85. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very lucky when you get to do what you want for a living. It's very rare and it's very lucky. Yes. And I'm grateful for it. And I thank my parents again for the ability to do that. Honey, honey. Do you like buying stuff online? Raise you your hand. No, I do, but I'm bad at it. That's why I have you. Oh, hey. So this <laughs> is my wheelhouse. I've been spending, a, been put in my good 10,000 hours with when it comes mm. to online shopping. Do it, girl. And I have to say that honey is my obsession. Yes, I know. It's so cool. So Honey is a free browser extension that automatically finds the best promo codes whenever you shop online. So that means you're getting the best deals without having to Google like target.com promo code. What am I getting? Whenever I do that, I put the promo code in at checkout and they're like, this is not real. Right. So it scans everything. It finds what works. And then you can unsubscribe from all those annoying newsletters and Literally the emails. Of my existence. So they have over 20,000 sites within the browser. So it's Amazon, eBay, J.Crew, Sephora, Expedia, Target, Best Buy, my personal favorite, Overstock.com. You know, all the stuff. Someone's decorating their house. <laughs> Someone's in the thick of it. Yeah. So it's free, which is awesome. And it installs in just two clicks. So you get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash retrograde. That lets them know that we sent you there. Mm-hmm. And it's just a delight. I love it. You guys, Honey has found over 10 million members and it is helping them save over $1 billion. How many zeros is that? That's a lot. It really is. As Elizabeth said, they have over 20,000 sites online and they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on the Google Chrome store. They're doing something right. So if you're buying gifts this holiday season, then you need honey. And if you're not, you probably know someone who is. So do them a solid and tell them about honey. Honey can help make sure that you're getting the best price for whatever you're buying. And it's free to use and installs in just two clicks. So go to joinhoney.com slash retrograde. That's joinhoney.com slash retrograde. Start saving this holiday season, friends. 
Hi, I'm Heather McMahon. I'm an actress, comedian, living at home with my mother. On the Absolutely Not podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll probably prank phone call our ex-boyfriends because honestly, they were the worst. The thing that makes our podcast different is I get to hear directly from you. You can always pick up the phone and catch us on the Absolutely Not line. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a message, but of course, only if it's a nice one. Tune in to the Absolutely Not podcast, and I'll see you soon. Now back to the show. I think that the type of comics I always responded to yeah. also yeah. were those that maybe weren't a traditional joke writers. But having said that, there's some that, like George Carlin, that now he really crafted those jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like he was just talking. And then there's halves and halves. He's like Paula Poundstone, who would wing it each night and then also have very well-crafted jokes. I'm a fan of you know David Cross and Laura Keitlinger and Karen Kilgare, my all-time favorite comedian, I think, would have to be Stuart Lee, British comedian, who makes it seem like he's just speaking off the cuff, but he is not. Now, I don't have the skill set to write the way he does, or Pat Oswald or Jen Kirkman, uh, all these people. Mm. I just respond, I've always responded to those that seem to be just talking to me, yeah. as opposed to joke, 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 joke. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was a kid, I, oh boy, I loved jokes like Alan King or and Red Buttons and these comedians on Carol Burnett and I— also loved Steve Martin, obviously George Carlin, loved SCTV. And, um, oh my God, are you yeah. dying for the second coming of Catherine O'Hara? Well, oh my God, Schitt's Creek is everything. Oh. <laughs> and I find Daniel Levy to be devastatingly handsome so when he smiles. So looking agree. De- it's devastating. Like that, not only is he brilliant like his father, yes. Eugene Levy, who I've loved for years. Yes. There's something about Daniel Levy. He has a little sparkle. I'm in love with him. <laughs> I love that. And I love Schitt's Creek and Catherine O'Hare. Oh, my goodness. When it, she didn't win the Emmy, I was actually upset. But you know what? Either way. <laughs> no, I, it, it doesn't it's matter. Just, it's it's wonderful. And Schitt's Creek is such a great show. Her and genius is like rewind the show and rewatch everything she does. Everybody's genius. very good on that yeah. show. And I love it. And I've always loved her. And all of the SE, Andrea Martin and all those people. And then there's been people over the years, I think, I haven't gotten their due, like Jan Hooks. And, oh, yeah. And Nora Dunn and and many, many, many others who've come and gone through Julia Sweeney. And then those who definitely get their due who've come through SNL that we all are familiar with. But didn't Jan pass away? Young? Jan Hooks did pass she away. Did, right. uh, yeah, she, she, she was young. young. She passed away a handful of years ago. Yeah. But I always felt that she— Neilan always talks about and her. And people know how good she is. Yeah. But I feel like it bears mentioning. She she was very, very good. Yeah. And I think it doesn't get it mentioned, as I think, as much as she— as she should. Yeah. There's just, and I th- I love Fleabag, that show Fleabag. So good. Too. I don't love the construct of talking to the camera, but somehow she pulls it off and I, I love it. I was yeah. thrilled. I heard that, I didn't watch the Emmys. I have a touch of Emmy fever still, I think. I'm not feeling, <laughs> not feeling <laughs> I'm feeling a little peaky. There was a joke. That was an actual joke. <laughs> actual joke. But uh, sometimes I get Oscar fever. <laughs> but I, I don't like watching award shows for some reason. Well, it feels outside of the box of your personality. Well, it just also, there's two reasons. A, they're boring, but B, sometimes I feel left out. You know, I yeah. like I wish I could participate in the big leagues like that. And then sometimes I feel like, gosh, people are so self-congratulatory. That's it's it. good enough they get to do this stuff. And also when they talk about fashion, which is not the actors, the people's fault, but it's become that outfits the men and women are wearing are more than the average citizen globally makes. 90% of the world's global population lives on less than $3 a day in the, you know, in the global population. And so it's almost in poor taste to to be so garish about these things. Now, I, I blame things like E and other things and fashion police. That's mm-hmm. not the people's fault for wearing it. And 
blame I Joan but many you know. years ago. <laughs> I, I well, Joan. Well, many many years ago, I dressed casually to go to the Emmys for that reason. I was presenting, and I was mocked incessantly by Joan Rivers and got on the worst dress list. This is like 1997 or 98. This is way back when I was on Blackwell's worst dress and E's worst dress and a couple others. And it was considered such an affront. Now, nobody would remember this, and I'm glad that you don't. Uh, it's a just a blip in time, but I felt that way. I thought I should fully stick to that. Not only not going to these shows sometimes, but uh, one year I went because the Ben Stiller show was nominated. And then the, the next I was asked to read the Price Waterhouse thing, which always used to make me laugh. Oh, sure. oh So hilarious. when you come out and said, these the votes are tallied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was asked to do that. I was like, I'm doing it. That's so funny. <laughs> not even presenting an award. It was, it was reading that thing. I don't even know if they still do it. They do. so funny. They do. That was so funny Bathroom, to me when right? my agent said, they want you to Discuss the thing with the suitcase. And I was like, I'm doing it. But I, I didn't tell anyone I wasn't. I did my own makeup and I, such as it was, and wore a nice pair of slacks, I thought, and a pullover sweater. And, oh, my God, the ruthless criticism and mockery that ensued. Now, it wasn't anywhere near what it would be today. Yeah, I'm curious of that. Like, what was that experience like? In, in, I feel like you would have to seek those types I, of commentary well, out in such a specific here's way. Here's how I started hearing about it. Now, David Cross was crashing on my couch. Okay. And he was channel surfing one night. And mm-hmm. this is shortly after this happened. And he happened to be on. He heard my name being mentioned a lot. And then he said, come in here, come in here. It was a the bashing of... What I had worn. It's like a fashion police. I didn't know that was happening. David Cross alerted me. Now, and I'm certainly a person who watches. So it's not like I don't watch TV. It it wasn't that. I just didn't happen to be watching it. I was in the other room and he was sleeping on my couch and he said, Come in there and see this. And it hurt me terribly. He was laughing and laughing. And I don't have a thick skin. I don't like it. It was so out of bounds to me. And then uh, Joan Rivers was like winking at the TV. And she also was commenting oh. on, on my weight. And mm, Jen, she said, to say she looks like a bag lady is an insult to bag ladies. And then her daughter goes, and here's the thing, she's not unattractive. Like she had said it in a strange way. And then they had shown footage of the premiere of Cable Guy that had happened. And I went there from, I was working on Romeo and Michelle's high school and I, I drove- Elizabeth's favorite oh, movie I, of all time. <laughs> I drove at rap from the set quickly to the screening because I- I wanted to see it. I wanted to go. I wasn't trying to be on the red carpet or anything, but unfortunately I was seen going in and then photos were taken and I was wearing track pants, bottoms, like night, you know, whatever, like Adidas. snap a, pants, a, a, a snap pants, like from back then yeah. and rocket dog sandals, which oh. I would never wear now. But yes, they, uh, those were so I, huge. I'm ready to yeah. revisit that yeah, I any, those. any second I'm now. looking for a platform <laughs> sandal in my life. <laughs> and, I, and a t-shirt. And which I, by the way is an iconic outfit. May I just say, I, I, you know, I just happened to be what I had been wearing. I did not have time to go home and change, nor what I have. I just wanted to see the film. I d- had no interest in being photographed. But at that time, I was a person, I guess, who would have been photographed and famous actress. Uh, yeah, we well, can say I, that. At that time, I was lucky enough to to be in a lot of things. And they pulled up footage of, of that as another example. And then it became a discussion. She thinks she's above it all. She thinks she's so cool. They were imbuing me, me with a arrogance that I did not. Pos- Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if anything, part of the reason I did not like and still don't, I don't like how I look. 
I don't want pictures taken. And this is not being self-deprecating. I'm just being honest with you. I feel the more you put makeup on me and the more you dress me up, the worse it gets. Because it's- <laughs> It's inauthentic to it's, who you it, are. It, and not just that. It doesn't look good. You know what I mean? I, I don't clean up well. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, say that before. And, I, and I don't, and not to be almost 55, I definitely don't want a bunch of makeup on my face and things like that. And having said that, I don't leave the house without eyebrow pencil. I just won't do me it. Well, because you're smart. I just won't do yeah. it. And <laughs> That's my, just and, good business. And we don't have time to get into my eyebrows, which are my Waterloo. It upsets me. <laughs> Uh, I can't make it <laughs> horrible for Napoleon. But uh, we don't have time. That's another podcast. Talk about it. But, uh, but that's one thing. It could be an earthquake. And I don't care about other makeup, but I will not. I will not not have eyebrow pencil. Well, I just, if you I just can't won't do it. Stand- for something, you'll fall for anything. I will Janine. fall. I will fall. I will. I will be killed probably in an earthquake or something uh, or climate chaos because I'm trying to fill in my eyebrows, and I will be appropriately ashamed of it. And I will accept the afterlife. If she does how she condemnation. You'll have a landmine. I will house, accept so the condemnation okay. of those in the afterlife or those in this life who revisit my past life. But I've never been a, they look a, great. a hair and makeup person, yeah. and even when I was successful, I was not a hair and makeup person. And also, I was never uh, the ingenue. I mean, I didn't even start acting until I was 27. Now, granted, I started doing stand-up early, but that's not particularly early, 27, to start. Yeah. And the only reason I did is through the late Gary Schelling and Ben Stiller, who were friends through stand-up, who cast me Mm -hmm. on their shows, and then the luck ensued from there. I had never been a fashion person. I am to this day not a fashion person. But it's so weird because you are so— Cool. Uh, well, that's like you that's dress kind of so you, but that's well. a different thing. People have their own style. Yes, yes. Uh, and which you, have you that. do, and you do, and and I do, and that is just choices we have made, and yeah. and it's bits and pieces of what. For me, anyway, I've seen on others that I have liked a great deal. Right. And a lot of it is considered very East Coast when the Lower East Side was thriving. You know, that's not where it's happening now, but. It's now all happening in Brooklyn, Mm -hmm. but there are certain standards of a look for many years now. People have adopted, and I too have adopted, and those that have come after me. There's certain staples of it, whether it be Converse, Low tops, high tops, Doc Martens, low and high. You always have um, a great T-shirt. Different, different, yeah. Rick and Morty right now, which honestly, my boyfriend would be— Asking to borrow that. I'm a huge, <laughs> I gotta say, a huge, and I, and I was just in Boston, as I said, and I used to live in Boston, and I always hit Newberry Comics whenever I go to Boston, and they just happened to have a ton of Rick and Morty t-shirts, and they had a two for one, about three, get two, get the third three, and I just, the philosophy of Rick and Morty suits me, and there's a reason it's a huge hit, and uh, it's just a very good show, and, and I like the t-shirts, but I've been dressing basically the same way for the last 30 years. Yoga pants were not in play back then. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't take yoga, as you know. Yes, we so, know. Because I don't say yes to life. But <laughs> Not like you'd want me to. You, know, that you say yes to life, you kids, but I don't. It's case by case, but I like those pants. But it's just the standard, like the tights. And on the rare occasions I would wear a dress, it would be with flat shoes and tights. And, and Doc um, Martin. And if you're going to dye your hair when you're younger, it's either going to be the platinum with the dark roots or the red, red or black. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that, will never leave certain segments fashion-wise. Now there's different, like, mermaid hairs that I wish I'd been, you know, pink and or you see young people with gray, silver gray hair. That wasn't going on. Yeah. You know, Courtney Love is a standard. And before her, there were uh, Joan Jett. And um, Mm. there's, you know, uh, Janis Joplin or these standards of certain types of fashion that keep going and going and going. And then it becomes your style. You adapt it to your personal, the way you accessorize it, the way you— uh, do you know what I mean? Like the way yeah, you carry absolutely. yourself. And that just happens to be how myself and 
many, many other people, not particularly the mainstream, much more so now, but when I started and was first being visible, I think that's also what might have had an impact is there was some, but not that you'd see on these mainstream comedy shows. Right. Or paneling on Letterman or what have you, just wearing regular clothes or with that particular style. Yeah. I feel like in the 90s, you mastered like the oversized sweater. Well, that was also because I was pretty thick and I enjoyed a cocktail a great deal in the 90s. (laughs) And I was thick as a brick back then. You know, I was always bloated. And always being told by mm. wardrobe and stuff that, yeah. that I should lose weight. And it just, not that I dislike oversized sweaters, but a lot of it had to do with just being uncomfortable. People seeing the contours of my body, you know, I always felt people were criticizing that I should lose weight and stuff like that. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, that's, that's okay. That's garden variety bullshit. That's nothing. But and it's, it's also an elective profession. Nobody made me do that for a living. Yeah. So to complain about that, that's nothing. You know, that's I just hate that that's just been the general female experience. Uh, but that's, for, yeah. and that's life. I but you can choose that. to be upset by it or not. And that's just a fact. And it goes both ways. There are some men that have been taken to task for gaining weight or what have you. And again, no one makes you do that for a living. Right. And you can certainly be criticized enough in any profession or not being unemployed, you'll get it coming and going. There are certain people that are impervious to it. And I'm not impervious to it. It hurts my feelings, but I I don't change to. Right. Now, I have over the years uh, yo-yo dieted, just uh, been A, susceptible to it, and B, I quit drinking, which just, that'll bring it down. That'll uh, do it. And then now it's going way back up because of menopause. And I'm very sorry. That's to be the last we'll speak of it. <laughs> but uh, I'm about to give you this book. Yeah. That's, that's the nature of being <laughs> We've 55. got a book for you. It is. You yeah. just, uh, you know, you thicken up and it's a bummer. I think we should take a time out to celebrate one of our most favorite partners. I love a celebratory T.O. Time out. We're talking about native deodorant, guys. Woo! We love them. They're under my armpits. At this moment. <laughs> TMI? No. For the TO? I wish I was under your armpits at this moment. Aw, cute. It's my Maybe favorite later. place to be. Maybe after this commercial break. Okay. So we love Native so much because it's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. It's filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil, shea butter, which is a moisturizer and emollient, tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. They never test on animals, and they're offering free shipping and returns. So basically, it's a gift from the gods. And most importantly, the thing is that it works. Most important. Yeah. You're right. It actually does what it says it's going to do, which is prevent stinkiness and prevent sweating. And if you have worked out and your sweat upgrades, you just put a little on top of it and it absorbs and it transforms. And it's just a pleasure doing business with them. They have delightful scents to boot. We've got coconut and vanilla, which is their most popular scent. That's Lavender what I wear. and rose, which is what I wear, and eucalyptus and mint, and for holidays, holidays, candy cane, candy cane, candy cane. Remember the movie Joyride? No. Candy cane, super spooky. All right, I'm I'm open to trying it. Me too. I love a festive underarm moment. Mm. So if this is something that you're in the market for, which we all should be in the market for a more mindful deodorant. I'm at honestly this point, shook when I see people using regular deodorant. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? Head over to Native Deodorant. That's N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. That I just won the spelling bee in spelling deodorant. You read it off the paper. <laughs> Use promo code TSR20 for 20% off your purchase during checkout. Again, that's nativedeodorant.com, promo code TSR20. Let us know how it goes. Just enjoy it. Now back to the show. Here's a question that you can take 
a good amount of credit for. Swings it. a red bull, looks away, it's a averts very eye contact. Important <laughs> question from yes. my heart. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to hold hands? Yeah. Okay. While you were making Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, did you know it was going to be the best movie of all time? Well, I, I enjoyed it a great deal, and I had a wonderful time. We, I liked it very much. And actually, there's a director's cut that I feel was really funny. That this director and I, because I can't remember anyone's name anymore now that I'm old, and I absolutely know him. And if you said his name, I would know it. Rob Reiner. No, no, he's not. <laughs> I'll look it up. But I, I, see, I can never Google things. I have to look things up. But that, so I thank you uh, for looking at the director of uh, Roman Michelle's High School Union. You got it. Who is a Simpsons guy and very funny. It was actually, I think, even funnier and with a better soundtrack, more deep cuts. David Merkin. David Merkin. And you think I'd remember that because of Merkin. Yeah. But um, <laughs> he's just a very funny guy. And his cut was just, I think, funny. And actually, Robin Schiff, who wrote the script, and it was actually done at the Groundlings as a play. Ladies' Room. It's I did uh, know the that. Ladies' Room, yeah. yeah. And Lisa Kudrow was in that. Amazing. That was really, really funny. And then I was originally the part that Mira Servino went on to play. So Romy. We did a table read-through. And I think it was right. To see, Mira Servino was brought in to do that, and I was— Moved over to Heather Mooney. Heather which, Heather Mooney from uh, Sagebrush for, High in Tucson. <laughs> and it was also Justin Thoreau's first film. Uh, and he's gone on now to be the Prime Minister of Canada. I think he's done very, very well. <laughs> Justin Thoreau. That go. was an actual joke. <laughs> That's an actual joke. And, uh, but he has. He was great in Mulholland yeah. Drive. And he's the Prime Minister of Canada. I mean, he's <laughs> in trouble now for, for the brown face and the black face. <laughs> but, but I, you know, he's, be, and Jennifer Aniston, I feel badly. They they didn't make it, but they were, they're busy. But they're Canada. Busy. Where is but he Canada, now? I love Love Canada. <laughs> yeah, that was Justin Thoreau's first one. He was 25. She's and so actually, hot. Will Ferrell was in it. I think it was his first one. He was cut out of it, which I, he was so funny. He was a waiter at the reunion and he was very, very funny. <sighs> okay, and, so um, before we go, we have to go because I'm getting the, yeah. the little loop from oh my the gosh. producer. That's Sorry. okay. But here's a question for you. Yes, dear. Now that you are at So Retrograde and we're forcing you to embrace your greatness. You know what I fear when you say that? There's been so many people who probably have been listening to this going, is she going to shut up? And also, how? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, But I, I bore myself some of So I do. Uh, Everyone anyone out there you. who is angry that I was just talking, talking, and then went off to Reagan and Kissinger and, and also the 1930s. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll probably cut that part yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a huge one. You're going to have to get some filler then. <laughs> No, my question is, now that you're embracing your greatness after this podcast, what is your ideal next move for Janine Garofalo? Hmm, I would like yeah. to do more theater. Okay. And I met you doing a play called Russian Transport. Mm-hmm. That's where I met you off Broadway. With Thank Scott you, Elliott. Review, for dating me and bringing me to meet Janine. Yes, and we've been <laughs> friends ever since. And yeah. I, I very much enjoyed that, that yeah. experience off great. Broadway. I did do a play on Broadway, did not enjoy that. Okay. Although I was thrilled to work with Lily Taylor, who I'm a huge fan of. And it was a great learning. You know, she's wonderful, wonderful actor. Okay. It did not have the same feeling. Russian Transport was very creative. And mm-hmm. uh, we all- You guys kind of became a real family. We became, yeah. It was it, That didn't happen on Marvin's Room. It was just a different situation. It was Broadway in the Roundabout Theater. They just have a different way of doing things. Although I would like to do more theater. Okay. Uh, I would not like to revisit that type of- theater, you know, it's too much Broadway, that whole thing. I would like to do more off-Broadway. I would also continue to do stand-up. I think I would like to have some access to some opportunity in, in all the good new stuff that's going on. You need new, to get back on television and in movies. Well, well I, I don't need to. I would like, like to. It's know, certainly not okay, important. You don't need to. Uh, we just, need you to. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> if, if you're asking what I would like yeah. to do, I would certainly like to have access to audition. I'm not saying anybody should give me anything, or and I have no wish to write a show or have my own show. Uh, it's not that. I would like to be part of mm-hmm. 
if, if they'll have me, you know, because sometimes you'll watch new television that's happening. It's like, that's so good. Yeah. And that part, oh, those parts seem so interesting. I'm not talking about ABC, NBC, CBS, the that the thing. Peak TV uh, stuff. And although, you know, I, I did an episode of Stumptown. That looks like it might be good. Oh, yeah, that uh, yeah. does look good. That might be good. So good good for them. And I, Adult Swim's doing great, great stuff. I'm doing an episode of Joe Para next week. Have Joe you Parra been watching Dream Corps? I've been watching Dream I love Dream Corps. So good. That's Her boyfriend just did some stuff on I'm, that. Oh, my God. That I'm telling you, Adult Swim is doing some and has been for years. Yeah. Some of the best comedy and most interesting shows. And Dream Corp just went on up on Hulu so everyone can catch it. Dream up. Corp so is so good. good. Yeah. It's so good. Janine, thank Where you so Where can people much. follow you on the internet? They can't. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love that. And we'll yeah, leave that, it with that. that. And I'm not saying that in a bragging way. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much thank for you. being here. Catch Janine doing stand-up in New York City all the time. Or don't. Don't. No, do it. Do it. Do it. All, all right. <laughs> Guys, listen. Time out. Time out. We've got to celebrate a partner, and I've got a, a fun story about the partner. We're talking about Quip toothbrushes right now. Hi, Quip. Hi. My mom was just saying over Thanksgiving, and she was about to go brush her teeth, and you know, normally someone would say, I need to go get my toothbrush, and she's bouncing around the house. I need to go get my Quip. I need to go get my Quip. I'm like, do you literally work for them? But that is how much she loves this fucking toothbrush. And rightfully so. Yes. Quip is an electric toothbrush that has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine and the floss dispenser has pre-marked strings so you always use the right amount. That's Whoa. amazing. And you guys, it's holiday season and I feel like this is a perfect gift to get people into great habits for 2020. It is such a good gift. It is. It's a stocking stuffer for one and it sets you up for oral health. And the other best part about Quip is that it's a delivery service, which you know that we are obsessed with. So they have a refill plan that refills every three months. You sign up and it's like five bucks and it just comes to your house with a tiny battery because yep. the other great thing about Quip is you don't have to charge it in like a plug. So it takes up way less space yep. in the bathroom. It looks like a regular toothbrush. It's really a minimalist stream. Ooh, it is. And it comes me. in some cute colors as well. So just go to getquip.com slash retrograde to save on gift sets and to get your first refill for free with a refill plan. That's... That gets you a refill free at getquip.com slash retrograde. Join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash retrograde. That's getquip.com slash retrograde. Back to the show. Roses and thorns. Roses and thorns today. Hi. It's pretty rosy. It is. We took a cue from the queen that is Oprah, and we thought, hmm, what would be our favorite things? You get a favorite thing. You get a favorite thing. You get a favorite thing. Is that Oprah? Everybody gets a favorite thing. I haven't watched her in a while. (laughs) (laughs) So we put together a pretty excellent list, if I do say so myself. Please say so yourself. Of some amazing brands we got to discover over this past year. Some that we have been in our hearts for longer than the past year. And we're going to be posting this whole list on our Instagram. Okay. But the exciting thing is, is in contacting these brands and letting them know that we in fact love them and they are forever roses, each brand wants to give away something to our listeners. So we've got- So cool. Aether Beauty- All's Well Journals, Brightland Olive Oil. Oh my God, the best olive oil oil on the planet. 
LEK Fit Streaming. Best workout. Sleep Crown Pillow. Best thing of life. Verilux Happy Light. Wildling Guasa Kit, which is insane. And Lord Jones, our fave faves. Uh, former guests. Can I just say that they dropped a holiday collection of two different flavors of the gummies, sugar plum and that shit. The mango chili gummies are like literally my brain exploded. They're so good. So all of these brands are so cool and mindfully crafted and just totally fit the That's So Retrograde vibe. And like I said, we're going to be featuring them and giving them love and telling you why we love them so much over on Instagram. But in the spirit of giving back to the amazing That's So Retrograde listeners who we adore so much and really wanting to pick your brain as to what in this past year you might have liked most about That's So Retrograde, we had this little idea. Tell us. Okay, so to be eligible for winning one of these, one, two, three, four, five, eight. Thanks for counting out loud. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> eight amazing brands. Uh-huh. You guys, we're asking you to, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this, put a little Instagram story together okay. about your favorite that's a retrograde episode in 2019 and why. Cute. So you can talk to the camera. If that's not your thing, totally get it. Get creative. But if it's not your thing, maybe try it anyway. Try it anyway. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone. Sure. We love that. And we'll just be picking winners over the next two weeks. We'll probably be reposting the entries mm-hmm. because we want everyone to maybe find episodes that they might not have listened to or perhaps revisit an episode be like oh yeah that friend dresser up like I have amnesia with the episodes because we just keep doing them so it's nice to be reminded on a personal note so that's all you have to do to enter so basically you do the Instagram story you tag so retrograde you use the hashtag that's so holiday okay and then you're entered to win that One of these things. Sounds easy. Eight chances to win. I you guys, counted. you're getting so many things in this holiday gifting guide. It's insane. It's so amazing. I'm gifting so guide, Gifting, it's, gifting. It's like a gift basket. It's a gift basket. For your soul. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we're super excited about this. We've been planning this for a number of months. And um, we love all of the cool brands that are involved. We love all our listeners. We thought we would just mesh it together. And we love the holidays. For crowdsourcing information and bringing community together and gifting people. Big fan. Huge fan. Yeah. Major Rose Bouquet. Mm -hmm. This starts now. It's going to go the next two weeks. Hit the ground running, guys. You want to get picked. And it's going to get real cute real quick. Real cute. And in the spirit of saying hello to some brands, I want to shout out the Feng Shui event we did at the Den, which was super rosy and amazing. Loved it. We got together with Megan Wallace-James. It was our first time doing a live with her, Mm -hmm. which was so cool. And it was amazing because everybody came with their own specific questions. We got to really go deep. Mm -hmm. And everyone got these amazingly cozy blankets from All's Well Home. One's on my bed and one's on my couch. We did Roven gift certificates, which is this amazing new clean beauty concept from the Grove Collaborative folks. Very cool. That's over on Abbott Kinney. So if anyone is visiting LA. In Venice. In Venice. Wants to pop in. It's a very cool space. We had Urban Decay. We had Lime Crime. Lime crime. It was just like a really whole fun, cute gifting. And we're just going to be doing another event over at the Den on the 17th. Correct. With Ambi. It's our final event of 2019 in an eventful filled year. 
We're closing it out with a bang with an astrology talk and a sound bath with Ambi. Hopefully not a bang, more like a gentle, like humming. A gentle, soothing hum. Mm -hmm. An inner massage. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that is going to be Tuesday the 17th at 7 p.m. Correct. At the Den on La Brea. Yes. the den, the bar. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there after. That's happened. Um, but we're really excited. Ambie, as you guys know, may have known, she had a baby. So she's slowly getting back into the world of sound bathing us all. And mm-hmm. we're so excited to be hosting her and hosting the final event of 2019. Before we go we, headfirst into 2020, the we, future. Exactly. So we're really thrilled. So hope you guys can join us for that. Trying to see anything else? I think that's it. I think we should thank Janine for being on the show. Yeah. Hopefully when we go back to New York, we can have her back, maybe even in a live capacity. That would be amazing. That would be everything. Basically, Heather Mooney was on our show. Yeah. And I can't handle it. Yeah. I mean, she's the queen. I mean it when I say Romy Michelle's High School Reunion is my favorite movie. Funny, because I was going to say that yours was The Truth About Cats and Dogs. I love that movie. But I know that about you about Romy. It's just the type of movie that I would just have on every second. And I can honestly, if you name a line, I can pick up at any point. So funny. Like that's so our personalities. Like mine's definitely reality bites because it's like so emo and so indie. Yeah. And yours is like more of that like... Fash. Yeah. It's so funny. I loved it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. We love you guys and we'll see you next week. Yeah. And enter the giveaway. It's going to be so fun. We're so excited. Hashtag that's so holiday. Do we like that? I just came up with it. Well, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Hashtag that's so holiday. Yep. Hashtag that's so retrograde. Trying stuff. Hashtag goodbye. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> yes, that's so retrograde.